Welcome to the Non Purnika Show. I'm your host Kapil Purandare. Today I have Sai Upadekar with me. Sai is an adventurer. She travels a lot. She has an article written in uh, Sakai about cave travels. Uh, we we are going to talk about that. And she is also an avid backpacker. She has been on a lot of treks. So Sai, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kapil. I mean, thank you so much to have me on the show. Yeah. Uh, so please uh, let our listeners know a little bit about you. Okay. So I am basically uh, professionally a software developer, uh, but uh, trekking is something I think it uh, it it is from the childhood. Uh, basically, if you are a Punekar, so you have exposure to a lot of uh, nearby treks like Sihagar, Rajgarh, Raigarh. So as children, we used to do that. So it it came from there, from our father and uncles. so it has been from there but uh, the actual exploration started as soon as um, maybe we started earning money actually <laughs> so the actual exploration started there where we could afford uh, to go to far away places so started trekking uh, from a from an early age but have been doing it consistently from 6 years so 6 to 7 years you can say uh, mostly in sayadris and western ghats Uh, have done a few uh, treks in uh, himalayas but uh, still not there yet as far as himalayas go but yeah i love uh, traveling and trekking and a little exploration like uh, from the historical monuments or archaeology i love uh, exploring uh, temple architectures the sculptures etc so yeah just um, a lot of a lot of things to do a lot of things to explore Just a little bit of everything. Tell me about uh, which which trek was one of the most difficult one you went on because I know there are few which are very difficult and very scary. Uh, actually, the one that uh, I found difficult, which is actually not difficult, uh, uh, but uh, it was because of the weather conditions and then you lose your ways. It was Sihagar, uh, Rajgarh, uh, Torna, Raigarh. So uh, we were planning it, planning to do it in two and a half days and. we did it in um, october when the october heat is on a rise and unfortunately we did not realize that it was 42 degrees celsius that day so it was one of the toughest things uh, physically as well as uh, mentally because the entire route has uh, very few trees uh, if you go on to see so that was one of the toughest physically uh, besides that one of uh, the himalayan treks that i had done was uh, Uh, chadar trek or chadar trek as they call it so basically snow does look glamorous in your photos but if you're in uh, uh, the, the trek is basically you have to walk on a ice uh, river some uh, a frozen ice river uh, which flows uh, in the other months of the year but uh, in those particular three months it is frozen so we had our crampons on but like uh, being in the snow and the ice can be a little depressing so more than physically mentally it was a little challenging so uh, what about backpacking you mentioned that before uh, please tell us about what's what's backpacking exactly so uh, backpacking is um, like uh, there are many ways of traveling people would like to go on road trips or people uh, like to uh, explore or they on their own sometimes sometimes they want to go with the packages like some tours and travels but backpacking is the minimalist uh, way of traveling where where everything you have with you is minimal minimum be the clothes 
or the other things that you actually need like uh, 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 because traveling has become so glamorous there are so many travel influencers you ought to carry a little instagram worthy clothes with you or something fascinating with you but backpacking is uh, a minimalist way of traveling so you carry very few clothes you have a simple backpack and uh, that is it so your entire uh, dependency of things only depends on the backpack so you know that you are like only the important things you have in your backpack so you are aware that you cannot lose it and at the same time you know that you are dependent on minimum things so you can explore more um so backpacking is also like uh, ideologically if you go on to see that it is a minimalist way of uh, the philosophy wise so backpacking uh, started with the hippie movement so uh, they used to, like the actual rise of backpacking people don't know but uh, when when it actually came to be known as modern backpacking was a hippie movement where after the vietnam american war the hippies used to come to the uh, asian countries uh, because they weren't happy with the government uh, uh, the pulling out some atrocities in the vietnam war so the hippie uh, hippies by then were not really politically inclined but after that war american vietnam war they started exploring the asian countries and they used to carry a small bag and uh, they used to uh, explore uh, like they had such uh, just minimum things to, with them and uh, they used to explore and they do some voluntary work so that is the modern backpacking hippie trail they used to call it so they used to come like from um, the various european and Amer- american countries and through the middle east they used to enter asia so that is where the ideology actually began where uh, you need to carry just minimum things so that you can explore more you don't have a dependency on a lot of things so practically and uh, say figuratively and literally both you're carrying minimum things so that is backpacking so what are what are the bare minimum things which uh, someone needs for backpacking and uh, what you should carry uh, uh actually i think it is uh, subjective but the bare minimum things is like um, people might not like it some people might not like it just carrying a the two to three pair of clothes and just the uh, money or some other things uh, which a person might not live without uh, practically impossible to live without uh, those are the things so basically besides clothes i i think we can do away and of course a little bit of money i i think we can do away with a lot of things um, besides that uh, backpacking in india is is still evolving but in many countries if you are backpacking there are many uh, voluntary things that you can do that can earn you money or probably you can uh, like uh, there's one uh, uh, irani couple in pasgani so they provide you a backpacking hostel provided you do some type of farming with them so you don't have to pay them for the hostel but you do some organic farming with them and that is as good as uh, paying uh, for your uh, accommodation so uh, there's a lot of uh, such things going on so probably uh you uh, a little bit of money and the clothes that is it i think nothing else and uh, of course uh, get rid of your prejudices uh, also uh, people carry a lot of prejudices when they go to certain places uh, if we approach it with open minds i think uh, i uh, it, it is better to explore things uh, but that really sounds very dangerous like uh, if you are traveling and most of the time if you are traveling alone if you are backpacking do you do you think it's safe to travel like this without anything without even a cell phone 
no uh, for now of course we can't do away with our cell phones and uh, basically we also don't come from like the uh, the hippie way of uh, staying where you know we we don't have to get in touch with our families or sort uh, we have to carry us our cell phones in the backpacking that we do right now besides that now uh, in most of the countries uh, like w- when i had been to cambodia vietnam and singapore for backpacking we don't we didn't have a uh, uh, sim card we didn't buy a sim card so most of our uh, bookings for the hostels or uh other things happened on wifi so uh, i think uh, cell phone yeah i sorry i missed that <laughs> in addition to your clothes i think cell phone and besides that one of the important things is uh, on cell phone if you um if if you're researching about the place that you have been visiting you can have your offline maps uh, that helps a lot uh, just in case you don't have a sim card or uh, access to internet offline maps can help you a great deal I think previously people used to carry maps now we have it in our phones. Yeah people used to have atlas atlas book with them uh, even I used to have small atlas with me just for, just for fun. Okay okay. Um anyways um so what what do you suggest if someone wants to backpack uh, how should they start like what's what's like a beginner level backpacking? So there's actually no uh levels in backpacking but uh, backpacking is basically you are not uh, like uh, people would say now we have zoom cars we have our own cars uh, we can rent it to the places where we want so why do we need to use public transport if we are to explore something so a uh, backpacking is basically you are also uh, spending less now uh, spending less is uh, uh, i i think the spending capacity of indians in general has uh, improved greatly so people might think why why go the backpacking way when we have our own cars or we can rent so uh, basically that is not the thought behind it uh, so when you use public transport i think uh, the best way to know a place uh, is is use a public transport walk the city or cycle the city uh, because that is where you interact with people the most um, if you, if you have your own car or say you rent a car you move from your uh, source and then you move to the destination you probably might miss a lot of things in between like um in 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 india if you particularly see the the language or the uh, 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 maybe the basics of language keep on changing a little bit of rituals keep on changing people keep on changing say about every uh, 10 to 15 kilometers so when we are Uh, when we have our own cars we probably might miss it but when you are using public transport uh, you you meet a lot of people so uh, like we have uh, made a lot of friends in um, buses and etc uh, where where they have like you know uh, you get to know what they actually the people in the region do so uh, that is uh, one way of de- doing it uh, secondly uh, people should have a plan Uh, of course uh, there can be a uh, changes in plan as and when the things uh, might need it but if you have a plan uh, like uh, when generally i do backpacking because now i'm tied to my job i cannot afford to just uh, say that uh, i i start today and i don't know when uh, when i'll return home so i have my um, uh, two tickets booked one when i leave and one when when i have to return home everything in between is not booked i i just go there and uh, probably i find things myself i interact with people 
and uh, that is more most of the time um, there have been people who have let us live in their homes uh, they were not even home stays but uh, like this happened to me in northeast so i was backpacking in uh, meghalaya and um, unfortunately that was the time of demonetization so uh, in most of the in uh, like inside regions of uh, meghalaya the banks were still not like people used to live in lines but i had unfortunately the the, uh, the notes that were banned so he still let me live in uh, 100 rupees uh, when in fact he used to take about 450 rupees for a uh, bed and breakfast kind of a thing so yeah i i think when you interact more with people uh, backpacking is the way to go like if you really want to know what people are uh, besides that uh, we are so used to um, commercial uh, way of traveling that we think like uh, there are a lot of prejudices we have that uh, if say i'm i'm to go to northeast we probably think that they eat only momos so that is that is because the main cities give you that right so but when you move to the interiors of uh, the when you actually using public transport you're interacting with them uh, you get to know that that is not the only thing that they stand for or they represent there's so much um, Uh, inside that we probably don't even get to read somewhere but uh, because uh, we have been interacting with these people we get to know oh no they are more than momos or no they are more than this political ideology or <clears throat> when we just say that uh, cricket is a national sport probably in northeast it is not <laughs> they they love football more than cricket so uh, yeah we, we, uh, when you interact a lot so that is the way of backpacking besides that i think um, a little bit of you need to study about their culture uh, just so that you don't uh, offend them like uh, as tourists when you go as tourists uh, you you do have your ideologies and that is absolutely fine like uh, you don't want to visit a mosque because it is not your re- religious ideology or you pr- probably don't want to go anywhere <laughs> but as a traveler you you have to keep aside your ideologies and you have to explore more uh, just to know the other side of the perspective that you probably wouldn't know so uh, basically um, uh, in uh, bijapur there was one madrasa um, uh, and uh, i i as a tourist i would have thought that i might not want to visit a madrasa and that is probably the only place where women are allowed uh, so um, i i went inside uh, they had their own uh, things that um, like i was wearing a buttoned shirt so women are not allowed to do that so i had to wear a jacket uh, about that so i i um, i had to keep aside my thoughts what i think about them i or i don't think about them i just wanted to go inside so i just want to explore so talking about uh, meghalaya and northeast uh, you mentioned that in your article in uh, sakal saptahik uh, like so about the caves in meghalaya uh, tell us about the caves which you explored there uh, what 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 is that like and uh, how that looks like can you give like a small uh, summary of the whole article to yeah, us yeah sure so uh, basically caves uh, when we talk about we, we have we probably think of it something like a den or something uh but uh there are caves uh, in meghalaya which are about 20 kilometers long and they are still to be explored and you may not know how long they are so uh, basically caving uh, is a sport uh, it is an adventure sport uh, it is uh, highly uh, popular in the european countries uh, they even have uh, cave diving 
so there are some pools inside the caves uh, where there are professional cavers who actually dive uh, in the waters so inside the cave there is absolutely no scope of for light so you don't even know what the depth of uh, water is but that is a adventure sport there so because it is an adventure sport uh, it has an inherited risk of course so uh, you need to have some technical knowledge so basically caves in meghalaya uh, meghalaya is the only state in uh, india uh, which has uh, such huge uh, limestone and sandstone caves uh, that is also because of uh, when the formation of the earth was happening there were a lot of coral uh, islands that came up and down and uh, a lot of volcanic eruptions etc and uh, because of that probably meghalaya a part of meghalaya was under the sea once upon a time so there, there there's a lot of limestone and uh, those caves are actually the older um, uh, water uh, seepage systems uh, uh, systems so the weakest part of the stones uh, like the water kept on dripping and they over a period of time they became such huge caves so uh, caving is is a, is a sport uh, you cannot just take a torch and go inside because a cave can have a lot of uh, uh, branches uh, besides that uh, it is very difficult to find a cave uh, it is not easy to find a cave so since 1992 a european team has been coming to india uh, because the sport is actually popular in europe Uh, they got to know uh, about meghalaya and they have been exploring a lot of caves um, in uh, meghalaya and uh, there is one person uh, named brian dali he is uh, from meghalaya born and brought up in shillong and he is the one who uh, he is the indian who actually started exploring caves when uh, he just passed out of school so they have uh, documented some uh uh 1500 caves like uh, if you look at the documentation of what europeans europeans are known for the documentation so every every detail of the cave uh, is being uh, mentioned in the maps the type of the stone the route so um uh, one of the largest asian uh, caves are in india so krem liatpra is the largest uh, limestone cave and uh, krempuri is the largest sandstone cave both are of, both of them in uh, Uh, large largest in asia and both of them are in india and that too in meghalaya so yeah so caving is uh, i i got an opportunity to be a part of this uh, expedition so this expedition happens every year in february so uh, because i i am already uh, i have completed my basic mountaineering course so i had a few uh, a backdrop i had the backdrop of uh, the technical things that you know uh, cave is not like uh, Uh, you have a horizontal opening and then you enter into it there are many vertical openings where you have to use your uh, ropes and there's a lot of technique involved uh, you have to prepare physically as well so yeah there are certain uh, passages where, where uh, for a moment i thought why have i come here uh, because extremely extremely some passages were difficult and uh, so what was the yeah so what was like the scariest moment inside a cave when you thought that you're not going to come alive from this there were two moments uh, actually i don't know how europeans manage that but they eat only once in the morning and then after the like expedition at at night after after exploring the cave so throughout the in between time there was no food okay so you're already weak that way and uh, there's a lot of pulling and pushing you have to use your legs your back so at one point 
um uh like there was a very narrow opening where at a time you can just put your one uh, your head and your uh one hand or kind of so at least uh, of course the entire team was struggling while moving through that patch uh but since they have been doing it for years they sometimes uh, they figured out like what they have to do but for that particular patch what happened that i could move the upper uh, upper body till till a point but after that there was no scope i couldn't move my hand i couldn't move my feet and i thought i am stuck here now this and because it was a narrow opening it was also very difficult for someone uh, above to help me because it was a narrow opening so for that moment i thought that i wouldn't be able to move out of it uh, but the team pacified me they just said that uh, use a little bit of like see all where uh, you can see the grips and where you can push yourself etc uh that was one point uh where i actually got uh i wouldn't say got scared but i actually thought for a moment why have i come here and um, the second part was there's a lot of uh, crawling uh, like though the other the remaining part of the cave is huge there are certain sections uh, where you think that uh, no there's no cave here like this is a dead end but um uh, the person who was with me is uh, his name is uh, robin sheen and he has been caving for 30 years so he's already in his 50s but he has been doing it in ireland since he was a, a kid so he said no i suspect that there's something on this side of the cave and it was a very narrow opening like you couldn't move your you couldn't put your head up or your butt up you just had to crawl that way and it it was a huge passage where he made me crawl and uh, for a moment uh, because you are inside a cave you're uh, deep inside and uh, there's a possibility that you might feel feel claustrophobic uh, uh, like fortunately i would say i didn't feel claustrophobic but i thought that how like i can go in what about getting out so we tried like i i i thought that his experience is speaking so i trusted him and when we went crawling we saw one of the most beautiful chambers i saw we had to swim through the cave and uh, because the limestone is a little uh, it has a little crystals on it uh, the in the torch light the entire like water uh, the cave has its own ecosystem there were all waterfalls and etc it was one of the most so i think i trusted his experience but when he made me crawl for a, such a long patch i thought uh, like i'm i'm not sure if i wanted to do it but i just did it that's that's really scary and fascinating at the same time i i must say because uh, caves are something which is like completely unknown to us we really don't know what's inside especially now that you said that you have to crawl to get into a inside a chamber uh, can you imagine someone just crawling for i don't know how how long were you crawling there i think uh, that patch must be about Uh, 200 meters where we were just crawling, crawling, but after that it was a huge chamber. So actually, the thing with caves is uh, not all the caves have huge openings. There are rat holes. Uh, so you, you like probably you go inside a rat, a rat hole and you find a lot of huge a huge cave. So it depends cave to cave. Yeah, but this particular patch like. we did crawling uh, so i i must have explored uh, three and three caves and out of that this one was a uh, uh, like scariest 
and besides that there was one mud cave where you would just put your foot inside and you wouldn't know how deep the mud is but but that was still fine because uh, there were little grips and things like that but so at certain patches it was so muddy that we couldn't climb up like we had to we made a chain of ourselves and then one person used to push you from above and the one other one used to so yeah somehow the team was great they have a lot of uh, experience behind them so yeah we somehow okay. managed okay. so as a as a uh, as a woman who travels a lot do you uh, do you have any negative experiences or is there something which you would like to change in the way tourism works in our country uh one uh, i think uh, is the like people would think this is basic but it is the absence of toilets for women uh it like men can do it anywhere but uh, for uh, women it sometimes becomes a little difficult uh, besides when you are uh, backpacking probably sometimes you are traveling overnight uh, in a train or uh, say a bus so uh, you have to be aware uh, like so far we uh, like we've traveled overnight in kerala karnataka andhra pradesh telangana we did not feel uh, anything insecure thoughts like there was one person so i simply went to the conductor and told that this was in kerala i think he was a little drunk so i just went to the conductor and the conductor like threw him out of the bus right away so there are also good people so we have had uh, amazing experiences with some people but uh, like some in, in some central part of madhya pradesh uh, we did feel a little insecure but then you have to take your decision your presence of mind should work um uh we have had those uh, moments but otherwise it has been fairly good uh, besides that um keep a little bit of uh, you know your body language matters a lot when uh, when someone uh, uh, does uh, get to know that you are vulnerable they might uh, try to you know overcharge you or try to Uh, put you into things you wouldn't want to do so in that case your body language also matters a lot you you have to move with confidence and uh, <clears throat> uh, so far i didn't have a uh, bad experiences as such where i uh, i would want to give up uh, traveling or backpacking so far so good but yeah there were certain places where we felt insecure and uh, we immediately decided to like abort it or uh, alter our plans so uh, first and foremost is toilets um because sometimes you are traveling overnight and if you want to brush your teeth or something you don't have any place to do that and and for women it becomes a little difficult so anyways uh, what's the was the next thing on your bucket list you have been traveling for so long and you have traveled so much this year uh, it got washed away because of the lockdown so what's next on your plan uh, like i generally take a huge uh, backpacking trip in a year or treks i keep on doing on weekends so this year we had planned for uh, Uz- uzbekistan kazakhstan and kyrgyzstan but uh, fortunately we had not done any bookings because we did not have leaves but uh, that plan remains uh, besides that locally if you ask me uh, like uh, in uh, since i have a diwali vacation we have been exploring a lot of uh, uh buddhist caves in uh, taregaon dabade and uh, the regions uh, beyond so just the immediate plan is something i'm going to do tomorrow so i'll be exploring there are a lot of beautiful caves uh, in and around pune 
uh, of course they are man made caves not the ones like meghalaya but they they are extremely extremely beautiful their locations are beautiful the way to reach there is beautiful so that is the immediate plan if you ask me just tomorrow so uh, if someone starting out and just got a job and he can earn uh, and he can spend that money on travels uh, how can how can they start doing like uh, adventure sports like caving or like how, where 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 can they approach people like are there groups which do that uh, any ngos which do this do you, uh, can you suggest people with that okay uh, so yeah you are right on that point uh, some sports are really extremely costly like caving is one of the costliest uh, sports uh, the equipments they are they use are specifically made for caving it's not like i can use the mountaineering like ropes and all is fine but i can't use the mountaineering equipments for caving uh, i just got lucky because uh, one of my friends helped me with the equipments and uh, uh, because uh, we have a mountaineering community where people certain people work in uh equipment industries uh, so yeah i just got lucky there uh, but uh, this still remains like sponsorship still remains a huge uh, problem in india uh, uh, i i think uh, but um, uh, over a period of time i think you have to uh, wait uh, because see for expeditions you don't, you just don't get called on expeditions by like you they, they see your experience and uh, it's it's not just physical thing that i can walk so many hours it it also an expression something that you have to bring something to the table like uh, there's a lot of documentation there's a lot of um, interacting with the localites there so in meghalaya most of them are tribes so just making uh, like the backdrops study so you have to bring a lot of it uh, to the table for mountaineering expeditions you don't have to do all this Uh, for mountain expeditions there is uh, imf indian mountaineering foundation uh, so they have their uh, they do sponsor you for some expeditions but there are certain conditions uh, that you need to fulfill uh, uh, indian mountaineering foundation is is the biggest uh, like uh, where they have the expeditions going on besides there are many mountaineering institutes in the country and uh, you can do your courses at a very affordable uh, cost uh, because they are partly run by defense ministry so they are at a subsidized cost so there is nehru institute of mountaineering atal bihari uh, atal bihari institute of uh, uh, mountaineering then there is one more nimas that has come up then there is himalayan mountaineering institute so there are a lot of institutes uh, and they are at a very um, cheap rates so if you have just started earning i think and um, if you have started earning i i think it is uh, i don't know like of course you have to save and invest for yourself but investing in yourself is one of the best ways to do it so start early i think so that over a period of time you don't regret that uh, i should have done it at that time or something of that sort but yeah yeah uh, sponsorship i can still say yes uh, it is a problem in our country uh, because i have a few friends uh, who despite having a superb track record of uh, climbing uh, expeditions in sahyadris and himalayas uh, they couldn't get like they they found it very difficult to get a uh, sponsorship for uh, everest or kanchenjunga but they somehow managed it through crowd funding but also crowd funding comes from the fact that you have proved yourself before like why would the crowd give you money yeah you so you to need prove, to be someone yeah. who has a name for themselves so that they can crowd fund their own experience uh, 
uh, expeditions right and uh, besides if you keep on passionately pursuing it i think uh, it's not like um, like my friend personally if i uh, his name is harshad rao so uh, everest everest is a lot of, like it is too costly it is about 26 to 30 lakhs for just one expedition so for the first year he could not uh, gather enough money like a, a part of it so that does not mean he gave up on his training or something he just kept on doing it uh, because at the end of the day you are also answerable to people who are paying for you right uh, like uh, you you have to do it for them as well so yeah uh, you have to keep on pursuing which places do you suggest to travel upcoming year i think locally like just yesterday i cycled through uh, seven rock cut uh, caves of pune not many people would know that there are uh, seven rock cut caves in pune so i think you have to start exploring locally uh, like we sometimes tend to ignore something that is beside like just next to us and then we make huge plans uh so that is one thing there's a lot to explore uh, locally google maps you can zoom in and zoom out and you can find so many places to explore so yeah uh, but uh, uzbekistan kazakhstan and kyrgyzstan still remain for me uh, but uh, like i haven't traveled for in most of the like ex- uh, extensively in most of the countries but i i actually found cambodia to be extremely beautiful so people who really love architecture or uh, you know uh, have a, want to have a laid back time uh, and besides the country is very cheap so i think cambodia is one of the beautiful places but yeah even western ghats of india have a lot uh, to be explored uh, like i specifically think that uh, madhya pradesh is uh, extremely unexplored there are so many so many beautiful places in madhya pradesh uh, which have not made it to the tourism map but they are beyond beautiful and uh, i think uh, that needs to be done but uh, yeah um, maybe overcrowding hampers a place the beauty of a place so it's nice that they are still not undiscovered but you can find it for yourself and you can actually uh, visit those places thank you say because now i have a long list of places i want to visit thanks to you um, i'll start lo- start looking for places locally near and around pune district and uh, i think I, i can i can plan something amazing for myself uh, thank you for doing this uh, do you want to plug anything is there any project which you are working on which you would like you would like people to know about no but uh, like i wouldn't call it a project but i have some really mad friends uh, who like documenting what they travel so uh, some friends are really crazy about the caves around some are crazy about the step wells uh, some have 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 their own youtube channels so i uh, i like helping them with the content like if i go somewhere i give them the gps locations so keep it handy uh, keep your gps locations or little bit of documentation in form of a blog or a video log so that you can share it with people so like people your like minded people whom you want to explore the same kind of thing so yeah thank you thank you so much for doing this i thank you for being on the nonpunika show thank you so much kapil for having me and i wish uh, all the explorers uh, get the time to explore what they want